Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans-inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day, and we have the power to make a difference today. So let's do this. New day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to turn it all around again. It's a new day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to start over again. When the sun rises, you can start over again. A new day, you can make it better than yesterday. A new day, it's a new day. New day, there's a way you can turn it around. Trust me, there's a way out. There's more time. Just don't give up. When the sun rises, a new day, you got another chance. If you want to join the conversation, you can hashtag Marsha's Plate. You can follow us on most social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Just search for Marsha's Plate, M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Y'all ready? Let's get started. Y'all haven't seen the prison OnlyFans? I have. It's, 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 it's very taboo. Do you got Twitter, Jay? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll be what, light on the socials, but I do have a Twitter. I don't have my I don't have my X rated Twitter. Oh, okay. So you, you, have, you, have, you ain't deep you in have Twitter. Twitter <laughs> I got I got I gotta give me another Twitter. I know, I know. That's the word. You know, I I, I hear I'm missing out Woo! big time. Missing out. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. No, wait a minute. <laughs> LJ, you got an X rated Twitter? I said I do not. Oh, have an no, X rated Twitter. I was about to gag because you don't give that. You give. <laughs> don't give. You don't give. You partake in those type of things. Child, don't let well, the you know. fool you. <laughs> I've been to a very structured play party or two. Oh, structure. Ah. Okay. Like With the that. queer and trans people of color only. <laughs> okay. Okay. We got rules. You in by this time. You out by that time. Yes, no foolishness. Let's do a little education. little, you know. You, you know, and stuff. But you right, Diamond. You right. You right. You, you got to get <laughs> Lips good, are um, a good freak Twitter. You, you don't let people okay. know what it is. Well, you can let people oh, know no. what you want to. I don't let people know what mine <laughs> is. Um, and, <laughs> you know, when you go on there, I make sure that, you know, <laughs> I'm following only the people that I like. <laughs> Showing only the things that I like. Because sometimes you get to... I know me, like, especially on, like, Instagram, I wasn't thinking about it when I first started my Instagram, so I'm just following motherfuckers because they fine. <laughs> and not necessarily are they, they fine and posting what I want them to post. And so, like, it be all kinds of stuff that's, uh. So on my free Twitter, I make sure that the people I follow is posting the theme of content that I like them <laughs> <laughs> and so one of the things right. that I follow is um, this prison only fans and it is basically I, I don't know how they are 
organizing it. I don't really know. It could be a person on the out is just collecting prison videos that the prisoners have put out and then put it on OnlyFans or somebody mm. is running for on the out is running a OnlyFans for one of the prisoners on the inside because it's multiple dudes mm. and they just give content on the OnlyFans. And so I mean they, they got access diamond. Yeah, so I don't know if it's but hmm I don't know. I, I know they got access to like phones and shit. And so I be seeing them like post a little stuff. So I don't know if it's how, but you get what I'm saying? Like if they got, like if they, if somebody has access to their money on the outside, they can put it on their commissary. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think, you can make it work. I think worse. that's dope. <laughs> I think that's dope. But that's the one that you'll run into. There's a couple of prison only fans that promote on Twitter. <laughs> I, I love the fact that both me, me, the both of us had a face. <laughs> just now. Well, what? <laughs> oh, I didn't have a face. I believe in supporting sex workers. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. Ain't nobody saying that. You're not wrong. Saying... <laughs> support sex workers. Quickly. Listen, yes. um, yeah. your, your face though. You were like, you were like, we both were both looking kind of pensive. Just real like. Hmm. <laughs> no, I I think it's lovely. Get your coins because, like, you know, some yeah. people don't have like a support system outside of prison. So, you know, and they don't that, really pay well in prison a, anyway. account is looking love, baby. Bitch, <laughs> if, if I'm going to make a coin, it's gonna be on OnlyFans, not for like some snacks and stuff, mm-hmm. like. Because wouldn't that be the exchange? <laughs> Snacks yeah, no. no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you, bitch. I want to be able to have some coins so I can go. Because, you know, it's set up different now. They have a little bit more access. So, like, the trans girls, I was watching a, doc- a documentary. The trans girls got access to, like, makeup and stuff. Oh. So, yeah, I'm going to want to need my, you know, I want to feel kind. I'm going to want to feel kind. Yeah. As kind as you can be. In prison, but then again, I don't know if I if I want to turn into like <laughs> y'all seen that um that live episode with Martin where well actually no not Martin so who was her name she was on Queen's Economy comedy Simone when she again yes I don't know if I want to be thinking when I go in there or nobody be attracted to me or. Oh, you no, know, they still my try time. to get it. <laughs> they don't uh, care about that. <laughs> they don't care about that. They'll still try to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everybody should have a free Twitter. That's number one. I feel like you should always have one. Now, the only annoying... You said everybody should have a free Twitter? Is yeah, that what you said? a freak Twitter. But the yeah, only annoying yeah. thing is that if, <laughs> if your friends... <laughs> Have OnlyFans, you're gonna run into their content. I done ran into Mia's content. I done ran into Z's content. <laughs> I done ran into everybody's content. And you're like, oh lord, why am I seeing these bitches naked and fucking? Get out of here! <laughs> so I done ran into everybody. He's so goofy. Scram! <laughs> Scram! My gay mom sucking peas and playing with her. <laughs> I masturbate in peace. Wait a minute, Diamond. <laughs> mother, mother, no choking. <laughs> my my, my okay. ex tube has been taken down. <laughs> 
so it no longer exists. So I okay. Exist. I don't know what you're talking about, ma'am. That was not me. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ooh, X2. Ooh. Okay. I used to have videos on X2. I used to have videos Ooh, on X2, but they, too. you know, they don't exist no more. So I don't know what Mia is talking about. They, the ether. You know, they, they are lost in the internet ether. <laughs> Right. Well, it's funny. One of them videos ended up on another site. Somebody had took it down, but I don't. They didn't clock me as trans, and I had this Chinese bob on. They said Asian, Asian, Asian sucks. BBC, and I clicked the video, and bitch, it's me. <laughs> I know y'all. He said, "Can I masturbate in peace?" Damn it! Can I masturbate in peace? And honey, it was this, it was me messing around with this dude Ooh. who, uh, <laughs> when I first came to Houston, and we, he let me record him. He ain't on my teeth either. <laughs> he let me record him. Iconic. And, and he, um, and honey, they put it on there. He was so excited. He was on like we like six, 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 gold team hood ass nigga. And he all smiling and grinning because somebody ooh sucking his dick on camera. <laughs> and I was Girl. like, these motherfuckers think I'm Asian. I was like, ooh, I'm pissed off about this. Click this off. But you, but but you got kids across the board. You I wasn't was, with the I was gobbling that dick up. <laughs> you wasn't with the female. You was with the guy. I was not. I was not. <laughs> oh my god. Lady boy. I want a shirt that says Lady Boy. Have you ever, no, I don't want that shirt at all. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation, Mia, where, like, that, like, it came up at some point where you didn't want it to come up or somebody saw it that you didn't want to see it? So what? Oh. Like your content. Well, okay, so I started doing professional porn when I was 20. 223 uh with Groovy uh, because I was uh, the, the trans hustler white hustlers. Hey, man. <laughs> but, but they got me. I was uh -huh. young. Yeah, um and, but it was a, it was an advantage. You kind of it was a it was a, it was sweet and sour. Um I took it as an as an opportunity as a marketing opportunity because at the time I people was thinking that my my profile was fake, even though I felt like I wasn't. Um, I felt like I was passable, but I felt like I wasn't as further in my transition for people to think that I wasn't trans, if that makes sense. But people, it was just hard for me for people to 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 think that they were real. They were saying that my photos were fake. So once I did the porn. And it got so much um, feedback and stuff from the community. It was just like, okay, boom. And the traffic started coming. And, and that's what I wanted it, and as far as, like, the marketing aspect of it. But, girl, my when I first did it, okay, I was trying to support my sister and my niece and my nephew at the 12, right. at the time. Um, my my uh, my nephew was an infant, he was a newborn. I was working at Walmart, and uh, working at Walmart overnight. And I, was, I think I had a daytime job, or not. no, I, 
Do I have a daytime? I think I had two jobs. Anyways, long story short, I was escorting too to pay bills, take care of I was doing all these. I was trying to juggle all these cats. So I was like, you know what? I don't care about the consequences that come with the publicity with the porn stuff. But I come from a very conservative, Southern, <clears throat> Bible Belt country background. And some fucking how, some way, mm. the, my, my, my mother's husband's sister, who is a church, um, a very church heavy biblical person, found out and told my mama. So now like the oh. church people know about it. And and this is in Waco, Texas. So I'm like, bitch, if it's picking up noise in Waco, Texas, girl. Oh girl. <laughs> and so, and you don't just run across groovy honey. Girl. Somebody that part that part right there. That's a whole ass part, right? There. Yes. Somebody <laughs> was dibbing and dabbing and saw you and wanted to snitch on you, motherfuckers. Right. That's right. And that's the right. thing. That's the thing right. they don't want to talk about. Yeah. How'd you get right. it? How'd right. you come across it? Don't want to talk right. about that part. So, the, right. okay, so the, I, 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 I said all that to say that there was a time where um, I lost my, well, I got robbed. Remember, Diamond, I got robbed when I was working at Bath and Body Works? Yeah. They robbed me when I first moved to Houston, um, and I didn't know that Greens Point nickname is Guns Point because it was a bad area. Oh. And I need to get Damn. my social security <laughs> card um, because my all my identification was in my purse when I got robbed. Mm. So my mother had came down to visit, so we went to like um, the social security office together just because she was with me. And and this happened to me often, but this had gagged me. I was sitting in the the, the DPS or not the DPS office, Social Security office, and I get a text message. Oh my God, is it? It's really huge. They call me my alias, my poor name, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I'm not thinking like, oh, they're you know they're in the area, but they're like. Oh, are you at the the social security office? Oh, I, I was like, oh, I was like, yeah. Hello, goodbye. Oh Damn. You know, you know what they give it. You know, diamond with the with the clients giving. Oh my god, you're just all this. You're all that. Uh -huh. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, bitch, don't come up to me. Part of it is gotta, creepy. Part of it is not. You don't know if you want to say, "Yeah, I'm over here," but then but you I can't say no because clearly they know you here. Yeah, <laughs> right. and I'm with okay. my mama, and I'm like, any if I'm not with my mama, it's like, okay, girl, whatever. But I'm with my right. mama, and my mama <laughs> right. is a Christian, Christian Baptist Church of Christ, <laughs> and I and I know she yeah. was gagged by that happening. But my mama was, she's done sex work before so she's not like mm. oh you're going to hell but still mm. she turns her life over to god so i'm just like oh please don't approach me jesus i don't want the shame from my mama and the, the looks and the concern and her thinking that something's gonna happen to me because you know how mamas are uh -huh. so mm -hmm. so i'm just i'm just nervous this whole entire time that he's just gonna approach me and she i he ended up not pro approaching me but i've had several times even with my boyfriend with Z, 
or just by myself where men have approached me and was like, oh, mm. this is you, or I've been walking, like just to go to the corner store a block away and somebody will text me. This happened to me often throughout the years. Oh, I seen you walking, you only got a car? Bitch, yeah, I'm walking to the corner store. So it's like, it's, it's stuff like that has happened to me. Mm. And it is weird sometimes because it's like, you never know like who it is because I've had like somebody throughout the years send me death threats. Mm. Oh, weird ass, creepy shit. Like, I want you to rape me and um, you shouldn't look oh. like that. And um, just weird ass shit that men think in their head they send to me anonymously and it just, before, honey, what I wasn't doing nothing. Um, res, what well, is it? Not respectable. I wasn't doing nothing on the level where I felt like it would have affected me. Like there's certain opportunities that I wasn't getting. I was a sex worker, and I was, you get what I'm saying. I was. It wasn't nothing that, I, like, I wasn't going out for a specific particular positions. I wasn't being put on boards and. You get what I'm saying? Where I, now yeah. I am in those kind of situations and I would be wary about them things kind of popping up or somebody being shady and sending them to somebody. Oh, she shouldn't be on the board because look, it, da, 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 da. but the good thing about me is I'm usually in spaces that are pro sex worker when I'm trying to when I'm trying to work or I'm trying to do something. So it really rarely and I'm so open and honest about my past as a sex worker that it's it's not something that people don't know about me so mm -hmm. i don't know I, but i was when i was younger i was always worried about oh well what am i gonna do later in life is that gonna affect me and um is it gonna pop up in a way that's gonna harm me later later on so that's why i asked that yeah and no diamond i come like i completely <clears throat> understand because we we get we we're from two different generations the respectability politics and classism is completely different in your generation than it is in my generation like a yeah. cardi b in your generation right. was not fathomable like a stripper and no offense but a, mm -hmm. a stripper somebody that has that type of low class in that type of classism type of way wouldn't it would probably have been looked down upon and well and we had we, we had little kim so, but, yeah, but, right. but little Kim, but, but not from like a, the, the stratosphere. She didn't reach the same level. As, she was too big, influencer, then boom, boom, boom. She kind of she was the one who broke the door down for there to be a Cardi B. She's right, absolutely standard for for the girls to come and be a little bit more free. So, but she wasn't a sex worker first. Um, her image wasn't far from that though. It wasn't. It wasn't far from that. Kim wasn't far. She, her, to me, from my perspective, little Kim, if she was a round away girl, willing to fuck and be down for her nigga, do this, do do threesomes. Be she was just a hard like her first album, hardcore. She just was like mm -hmm. a different kind of hood, feminine. Um, yeah. I'm. It just was. It just. I wouldn't say she was a respectable at all. Not at all. She got the backlash. Right. Yeah. 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 She got yeah, the backlash, absolutely. but she was um she was groundbreaking. There she also right. got praise because she was on that kind of level. So yes, yeah, she 
she just broke the way for the rest of the girls. That's why nobody can take right. that away from Little Kim. So yeah, I, we had somebody, but not as many as y'all do. Y'all got the city girls. Y'all got Cardi B. Y'all got. But wait a minute, Diamond. I, I I see the comparison, right? Like I I agree with you. Like as far as like um like the um the impact they made with their style and their look. But I'm talking about like their background. Like Cardi B literally came from sex work. I don't think that. If I'm not mistaken, I really didn't follow Lil Kim's background like that. But I don't think she came from sex work. She kind of like had a different type of the background. lifestyle like, of fucking she came niggas into money. The game, you know what I mean? I mean, it depends on how you define. Depends you know, how you I don't define know. She that. right? She, I don't think she came from. She didn't come from sex work, Inc. But she, you know, she, you know, but, but it was like, like fucking niggas for money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it yeah. was maybe not stripper pole. Well, she didn't claim right. it. Like, yes, she not, did. Not, not she no, she did. That was. I claim yes, it. she did. <laughs> it wasn't. That, that was a part of a part of the diss, right? Like when. But uh, she wasn't like a, yeah. a sex worker. Like yeah. she wasn't like, oh yeah, bitch. I was, I was on the pole. I was, or I was out here doing, doing, doing tricks and da 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 da. Remy Ma too, that, right? Party B actually was um, said, oh yeah, I used to get some niggas for their money and. You know, I was a stripper. This is what I had to do in order to survive at this point. And I don't remember the little Kim that being her background. Like her, that's what we're hey, telling you. It was. Yeah, it's minus. It's minus. Minus the stripper was, part. But that's yeah. how it was back then. It was like, okay, yeah, I'm a. I'm gonna tell you, boom. This is how it's given. But I'm not gonna really say, bitch. I'm a stripper or I'm a hoe. But I do what I want. You can't define my womanhood. Mm. That, I don't know. It's my guy for a minute. I, I mean, I do, I do think like Nikki. I mean, not Nikki. Uh, Remy Ma too, as well. In, in some of her background, in terms of just like you know, fucking people and getting their money. Um, um there was a level of respectability <laughs> that we hadn't got as far as we are. Yeah, you're right in that sense. Yeah, but Kim was. It was a different era too, though. That and it was sex work in a. In a, uh, what, in a in a in, in a hood ass round away girl kind of way, yeah, you know, you know. Oh, I worked on yeah. the stripper pole, but honey, fucking these niggas for money wasn't, <laughs> which is sex work, wasn't uh, not something she didn't talk about. Even yeah. when I was in college, like they weren't fucking. Um, it was girls who was J sets who was stripping, but they weren't telling people. It, they couldn't talk about it. People knew that they were strippers because, you know, it was a, a rumor around and your body type, you, you get what I'm saying? You could tell who was the strippers. <laughs> like, you could tell the life mm -hmm. they live, just different things. You could just tell. But they couldn't tell people because it would affect their schooling. It would affect it. So they oh. couldn't. This And this is 2000. And so, yeah, there was girls who was who was literally on campus. Yeah, a different who time. Were, yeah, who was working, and but they just couldn't say nothing about it. But that's how they were paying their way through school. Um, yeah, like the Players Club type of vibe. Yeah, but when Players Club came out, what, 98, 97? Yeah. Somewhere around there. So, so that, yeah. it was very much that storyline. But now, <laughs> I think, it's, I think it, it's different. It would be... I think a girl saying that she was a she's a stripper in school now, she would have people protecting her, yeah. like and standing up for her. If if people try to shame her or people try to do something, I feel like 
back in the day, people wouldn't stand up for her. They would be like, ooh, they're getting you. Yeah. But now we would stand up and say, you know, why you slut shaming? Why you did it? You get what I'm saying? We right. would do yeah. that kind of situation yeah. because, because of the work that um, we have done and then young people getting that, taking that torch and taking it even further. I think that's what we have seen to yeah. me in the difference, even in the Cardi B Kim, in the Kim chain, in the Kim comparison. There is a difference in how Kim could talk about it compared to how um, Cardi and the new girls, I feel like it's just a bunch of them. Not not saying that they don't have yeah, any difference, yeah. but it's a bunch of these more um, represent bunch of representation of women who are more have more agency over their body. Now, of course, the more sexual ones are going to be more popular. But then when you get, but there's other ones out mm-hmm. here that if you didn't want that kind of sexual image, there's other ones that's like you know, like um, what's that other one start with a K? Out of I Rico nasty. She gives you kind of um alternative. But this, I, I mean, it's not like as diverse as it used bit. to be though. I mean, you have more diversity in terms of like mainstream, I guess, or that was out here around mm-hmm. women who are MCs. It wasn't like we we can't think of this person's name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's my point, right? Like, mm-hmm. at one point, you had Missy, you had Eve, you had little little Kim, you had five, you had a, a diverse set of representation. The brat in terms of women who were MCs, and today you don't see that in the same kind of way. What you do see is a more, you know what I mean? It's a, it's more limited to the Cardi B, to the Megan Thee Stallion, to the Nicki Minaj. Those are the three biggest women MCs right now, right? I mean, you got I Young think, MA. I think that there's so many different representations of black um, women and artists, especially when we um, get outside of the U.S. and you go to venture over to the U.K. and then Africa, mm. like, when you really just, like, um, not just think about the U.S. and actually globally, black women are shaking mm. the fuck up. And I, I, another thing that that's an element of of back in the day, the reason why we saw the um, the the brats and the missies and they could kind of navigate in that kind of way to me is because we were coming. Two things were happening, particularly in the '90s. Two things were happening. Um, the first thing where it was the chicks at first was try, were were doing that kind of some of them were doing that kind of I look like a tomboy rapper image yeah okay like a MC Light a, um you know kinda, I look I'm just the rapper just the rapper just yeah there was some doing like Aaliyah too but just 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 the rapper Queen Latifah mm-hmm. you, you get what I'm saying it's kind of like you know I'm in my I'm, it was it was a boy thing yeah. And then when Kim comes, it almost give it gives everybody permission to be able to do that hyper feminine version of a rap queen. And so we're seeing because there, yeah, because of those two mindsets about how a female MC could to could show up in the world at, at this this um, budgeting genre of female MCs from the 80s to the 90s, you're gonna see the ones that go the more bo- tomboyish route, and then you're gonna see the ones that go the more feminine route. But that's why we had, in regard, I don't wanna say that's diverse, because there's only two types. <laughs> but, um, but it, I mean, it was, it was, the, the it was spread out. Popular. Whereas now, because we have this widespread, just the US hip hop women, because they had already broke that door down, 
I think that we're gonna, and now there's so many room for people to be whatever they wanna be, it's gonna mm. be the feminine ones because of how patriarchy works. It's gonna be the over-sexualized, over-feminine, hyper-feminine. Hyper-feminine girls. Over, yeah. Hyper-feminine girls that's gonna get the most attention compared to the other girls who are a little bit more regular, degular, athletic, maybe a little bit masculine presenting. Whereas back in the day, the masculine presenting one, there still was a, the dude still probably listened to them because they, you get what I'm saying? They still was doing what they yeah. thought was more respectable. They're it was yeah. the community wasn't as po like policed like okay and and what i mean by that diamond like like the way um hyper femininity is looked at now is like on the a higher pedestal than what it used to be it didn't mm. use that explain that, don't to me, that explain that a little bit i feel like um it wasn't as crucial then as it is now it seems like you have to because like and what i seem say about aesthetic i'm talking about how trans women now can blend with cis women surgical oh, like that are overly um to not be offensive overly surged or not overly surged but like the lines are blurred where it's like oh you, yeah you could be trans but the, but back then it was never it wasn't it wasn't really blurred like that it was like oh we know right away like we don't see like you said diamond when you were younger if a girl had implants you was instantly clogged but now every other cis woman has implants because you can go to miami for three thousand dollars or two thousand dollars catch a special you got implants so i think like the evolution has um depending on how you yeah how mm -hmm. you okay. define the femininity because the record label thing is definitely a thing i think like black people like a lot of mcs usually a crew had the quote one female mc in they crew right one. right and so like we're not in that era anymore around yes. agency around even just like a girl you know, don't the, need to be signed by niggas well, not just that, the late 90s, the early 2000s is when hip hop becomes pop music, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big part of, you know, why the marketing is different. Like, it's a different market for hip hop than it used to be. And I, th I think that's a piece of it as well. Hip hop today is about, for a lot of people, the beat, not about the lyrics, <laughs> not about how are you a lyricist. Like, what it means, hip hop, what it means today, I think, is, is very different, too. Um, True. And it's like popular, it's popular culture in a different kind of way. Um, well, I, I guess what I was just getting at earlier is just like in the, in the U.S. at one point you did have like all these different MCs who were women all at the same time with different types of flavor. As a as a young girl, as a young MC person myself, you know, I could look to a diverse set of gender expressions and representations coming up because it wasn't. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, you had a Bahamadia, but you also had Little Kim, but you also had uh, Eve, but you also had, um, who am I thinking about? Uh, Rodiga, but you also had, you know what I mean? So like MC Light, you, so it, it wasn't like today, I just don't see that same kind of represent. And, and to your point, Mia, I haven't really looked outside of the U.S., and I'm not as you know plugged into who's up and coming. I guess at this point in time, 
but uh, I just don't. I think yeah. I think we have exactly those the, those diverse because there is a representation of each and every one of the persons that you just named. There is somebody that is like them and very similar to them. They just don't get as much. They're not as visible, right? Right, because back in the day, like I said, it was it was a little bit more because of that shift in hyper femininity and that tomboyish look. There still was room for that tomboy girl or that anybody who is not doing the sex there still was room for them to be visible but i think in the world that we live now because of the hypersexuality and the agency that mm-hmm. we have and because of patriarchy and how that works i think the ones who represent mm-hmm. those kind of nuances don't get as much spotlight you don't we don't yeah. talk about yeah, 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 them yeah. As much. we don't see them yeah. as much there's going to be some people that we we don't even know and so um right yeah, it's, I think that's what's happening. It's just that because it's so many, and I think what's happening now is that we're we're battling to get out of the mindset of this only can be one. That's another thing that we just got out. We just got out of the idea right. that it only can right. be one girl up top. So now that we have multiple girls up top, who the who comes to the top is going to be <laughs> affected by the systems that we live in and i think patriarchy is of mm-hmm. course we not i know y'all agree right um patriarchy right. is one of those things that affects that so those hyper sexual feminine ones are going to be the ones that and then since 2015 this hyper pro-blackness another another element you know that 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 affects the culture and so and pro-black pro-sex worker all this stuff this kind of woke um um, <laughs> shifting culture, shifting culture. Well, yeah, which which is positive to me, which I love. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I, I think it's positive too, but yeah. I also think like you know, that it, it's it's an easy market, marketable thing. Capitalism to kind of stop it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To get beyond that, right. while we are seeing who we see, and I, I, right. to add to that, Diamond. Like when you when you talked about like um, there being so many like um, female artists like it's saturated almost now, but it's gonna what's gonna happen to me from my perspective? It's gonna happen what he did with the men like when they cross over like from the pop lock the eighties era when they pop they cross over from that to like the Run DMC and um, what was the one with um, what's his boys in the hood? Um, Ice Cube and them, and then MWA, and then you got um, Flavor Flav and them. You know that that era. It's going. What's gonna happen is um, with the females. Well, excuse me, with the women. There's gonna have to be a a distinct difference in what makes them pop versus everyone else. So Mm -hmm. they're gonna have to bring their A game. Because they're going to have to be set apart from everyone else since everyone has kind of got this Barbie doll image. And that's why I see Barbie doll or doll this. Or, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, yeah. So it's going to take somebody to, to, I feel like, blend the both or, or pop out to something different that really shakes the table mm-hmm. for the women and the men. Well, I think with the men... The '90s was that for the men, like what? No, was I seeing? mean like like shake the table for both of them, like make the men no, no, no. and the women know it. Wait, 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 wait. 
So you see what you're talking about for the women, how everybody is being this Barbie doll, this hyper femme right now. Mm -hmm. There was a hyper masculine mm -hmm. of right. male rappers right. in the 90s. Oh, yeah. And everybody was yeah. doing that same. Everybody that came out was doing that same thug life, um, masculine, hood, sell drugs. Everybody had that same street image. It was, you, there was oh, a man. couple of sprinkles of, you know, nerdy boys or, you know what I'm saying? But it was a hood image uh, saturating right. the 90s. And so what we're seeing now with the men is we get in multiple different versions of their style. So we're getting the different variations of men. But now that women have come into their era of it's multiple of them, mm. we see the hyper femininity. So in my mind, what I think that we're just like we saw the hyper masculinity in the 90s, we're seeing the hyper 20 years later, we is it 20 or 30. <laughs> <laughs> 30 years later we see the hyper the, the the class of hyper femininity of women rappers and as it continue to go on eventually we're going to get to where we see the men are now where there's going to be so many varieties of um female rappers that are not doing the hyper femme hyper and yeah. we'll have a, more options but i think it needs to go through this stage to yeah. get to mm -hmm. that stage in the same way that it needed to go through the masculine stage, the hyper masculine stage to get to the pop arena because, you know, the pop had, they needed to sell a, a black male image that the world would love. And of course, that thug life, da 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 da, over sexualized hood. They believe that bullshit. They believe that criminality. Even if they fucking didn't sell no drugs in their motherfucking life, th th that kind of image. Oh, this is how we want the black people to show up. And so, boom. So, we fell in love with that image. But, of course, we're going to break through that. And so, now, the world is saying, we love this hypersexual Barbie. Um, ass cheeks out. Blah, 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 blah. And, and now, we have, now we like black women in the way black women look. Right? So, like, that's the other uh -huh. piece in this time. Because, you know, it was not popular to have a oh, big yeah. black ass nose and big black ass lips and hips black and butts. And now white folks have decided, you know, this is a thing. I'm going to, you know, and they're the biggest consumers of hip hop. They're the number one consumers of hip hop for the last 30 years. So it's like, who is the, yeah, the that's a fact. I see what you're saying too. White. I see what, who's I see the number one else? Of, whites now? Hmm? Who's, the, who's the number one? White people, white people white since, since the nineties. Yeah, oh, white people are the, that. and that's what I'm saying. That's what I was getting at, Mia. Is that the market of hip hop and R and B was driven by black people until we got to that sound scan shit. So like when you go get an album and they scan it, that's not how they used to do all the tracks and the Billboard charts and all that kind of stuff. And what they discovered was the biggest thing out here is not the pop charts. It was rap and country music. And that's why in the '90s you start to see kind of a crossover thing, Shania Twain and you know, all the VH1 divas, you kind of see this crossover because what they realized was like, everybody's buying this stuff. In particular, white people are buying this stuff. Right. And so the mark who hip hop markets to is not us. You know what I'm saying? It's marketing to white people, you know? And so I, that's what I was getting at with the record labels kind of getting ate up and stuff like that. I think that also had played a role in that diversity representation because we no longer have the agency over it to say, oh, this is my crew or this micro and to the point about we only can have one, you know, we either, we, you know, the, the 90s and early 2000s was good for that. Tamia yeah. or Deborah Cox, we gonna give you mm -hmm. some similar video 
Jaheem and Tank when they first came out. Or Dave Holland. Uh, Just in case video looked the same, damn near same as uh, what's the face? Uh, yeah. video, tank video. Audience, tell us what y'all think. I'm gonna switch to the <laughs> next subject because it actually goes with diversity and inclusion. Hey, what's up, y'all? So we're gonna take a little break to talk about the Black Futures Lab Black Census Project. For far too long, black people our communities have been left out of the conversation when it comes to the census often spoken about and rarely really listened to but this project is to end that this is the largest survey of black people in the u.s since like for about 157 years they're trying to do something really major especially for queer people and specifically trans people if you remember, we were supposed to be put on the census for 2020, depending on if Hillary was elected <laughs> in 2016. But, of course, she wasn't elected. That's water under the bridge. <laughs> so, we weren't put on there. So, they don't even know we out here existing. So, the Black Census Project is trying to get 200K people to fill out their survey across the country. And the survey is really, really fast. I took it and a couple of my friends took it. And so, go down in the info box and check it out. It's a link. They're going to ask you questions about your experience, your concerns, even your dreams for the future. This information can prioritize specific issues for our community it can inform policy changes and it can just simply shape the agenda in a way that's for us by us so if you are black especially if you are trans go down in the info box and fill out the survey they are trying to be inclusive so they're specifically asking for trans people specifically asking for non-binary people specifically asking for queer people really 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 is really really important that we participate in this project i think it's powerful the link is in the bottom if you black go fill it out you got time it's like shoot like a five minute survey if that super super quick link is in the info box and i'm gonna repeat this at the end of the show too speaking of diversity <laughs> inclusion um, dei <laughs> <laughs> cut me a check we want to talk about fantasy, <laughs> D-E-I. <laughs> so, this month, so many things have been shaking up the fantasy creation world. Movies, blah, 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 blah. So, this week, um, they have released the first trailer of Haley Bailey playing Little Mermaid. And it got the white racist people. <laughs> they mad, ain't they? Mad. Of course, you know they've been mad for three years because they've been knowing that she's going to be black for three years, mm -hmm. the longest. But now they are, you know, now that they get to finally see her, it is, they are trying to pretend that it's not about her race by saying, oh, it's the lighting. It's the, why, and we, why, exactly why is the hair not red enough? Oh, why, why is the hair not, not, the the hair not red water? enough? <laughs> Late bitches. Well, you know, y'all talk about representation. How is the gingers going to get representation? As oh, wow. If, as if I just, white people in fantasy is, is, it's a little, it's a little weird. Because white people use fantasy worlds to live out. Look, white people create these fantasy worlds to live out their fucking 
eugenic fantasy. I don't care what nobody say. That's why they wait, 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 wait. You I don't care what nobody says. Honey, they create these world of all white elves, all white <laughs> dwarves, all yeah. white da 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 because they don't yeah. want us to fucking exist and we don't need to exist if they Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. They we don't need to they always so, fucking mess when, you know, something this is characters their, and these all are their eugenic dreams. We do, we don't have to put these niggas in here. <laughs> we don't have to <laughs> So now that we are in fucking a new age where black people and we are ain't tired. shining shoes and shit and delivering plates. Right. We ain't shining. Wait, wait, and we and plates. we in a post we're in a post twenty twenty world. Yeah, and we ain't chauffeuring bitches to work and shit. <laughs> so, because of that, they are seeing black people on these shows, like Lord of the Rings. They are seeing black people on the shows, like um the new amped um re not revamped um the new um prequel um of Game of Thrones. We are seeing black. People oh, that's what that is. Are, okay, they are uh -huh. not understanding. Like, oh my God. And they're trying to make excuses. Let me ball. give you a perfect example. So on Lord of the Rings, they're mad because one of the elves are black, okay? Are you serious? But, yeah, one of the elves are black. So they mad because one of the elves are black and they're trying to say that it's not canon. But actually it is canon. And the fact that you're saying that it's not canon means that you haven't done the work to do what you need to do. The, the, that is yeah. based on Nordish history like this uh, mythology of elves and all that kind of stuff there was multiple races wood elves dark elves um light elves all kind of different elves it wasn't just one race they had different skin colors they had different culture they had different ethnicities it was multi-racial multi-ethnic creation of who, who the, the exactly. initial from back in fucking 1700s or where all that back in the day it was initially multiracial. It, it, it don't go too 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 far back too. We know and that. So, as well. right. It wasn't given Narnia kind. <laughs> and so they act like that there were no black elves and that's actually wrong. But because you motherfuckers want to create a fucking all white world, y'all didn't put us wow. in these first Late little <laughs> these first little iterations of it, <laughs> which I thought was which I think is quite hilarious. I, I talked about it is in on Twitter. What's crazy to me in my mind is now we see a diverse group of people on these different shows, okay? Because yeah. people were complaining about the diversity. But True. these shows that we are seeing right now, they are set at the very least 200 years ahead of the shows that they were based on. So in my brain, <laughs> I'm seeing more black people. Where did the black people go? How are y'all gonna explain you get what I'm saying? So, like, when we think about certain, which which one of these shows do y'all watch? Like, um, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Do y'all watch any of it? I don't watch I, none okay, of them. So I, I have. You know. Go ahead, LJ. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I don't watch any of them. I already told you about my uh, my trauma. Okay. <laughs> my mom was like, "Oh, sci-fi. That might be a boy thing." So, absolutely not. So, I was very much still penalized. So, no, you, I haven't yeah? watched any of them. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely a Lord of the Rings type of cunt. Okay. I seen her when I was uh, in middle school at the movies, bitch. Okay, so Lord of the Rings. So you know Frodo, Gandalf. Wait, you seen? Uh, you seen? You seen? Wait, you seen what? 
I oh, seen Lord of the Rings in the, at the movie theaters in middle school. I'm I'm that kind of girl. I love the Lord I of the love Rings. So, I just had know, to do the math on my life. That's <laughs> so I just had them all. I was like, wait, <laughs> it's an epic tale, honey, and I love it. These are my this is my shit. So yeah, so you know Frodo, you know all the baggins, you know all the yes. fire folk, you know you get what I'm saying, and you know and there were no black people. You and what no black people there? Nope. And so <laughs> it wasn't no black people in the whole world of Lord none. of the Rings. It was none. none so none of them. if this new Lord of the Rings is 200 years before this one, and there's all these black people, there was fucking <laughs> there's black. Shire folks, I was gagged. There's black Shire, Shire. Folks. there's black Woo. black black elves. There's a black queen in this Ooh, new place. What's, a, what's the Shire? Who are the Shire people? Shire is like okay, so the short Shire. little. They're like short um hobbits. Hobbits. They're like hobbits. They got like, okay. Long they got ass big feet. ass fucking feet. And they're small. <laughs> they look like dwarves. They not okay. small as dwarves, but they like half the size of humans. But they got big ass feet. Excuse me. Big hairy ass feet. Yeah. And so they're little hobbits. And so, but when you first are introduced to them in the Lord of the Rings, they're in this town called the Shire. And so this big ass town with a bunch of little hobbits running around, like little farming. They, you know, they got little little cute little things. They got women, but ain't no black people. Ain't no black people there. And so you don't see any dark skinned hobbits. And so in this 200 years before, we see mm-hmm. this group of people who they say in the lore that they they are the ancient version of the hobbits. They the hobbits come from them, and so in my mind, how? <laughs> and I know they're not gonna answer this because they only nope. made it diverse because we complained about it as people of color and black people. <laughs> we complained about it. And so yeah. how I, can I, you I, explain? Right? How can you explain that these people had? So many people of color. It wasn't just one. It's a bunch of people of color in these Shire folks now. And in the elves. Okay. And in this <laughs> other land. So all these black folks you have 200 years before, where did they go 200 years what later? <laughs> y'all ain't gonna explain that to us? Y'all ain't yes, gonna the fuck y'all better. It better be in the fucking storyline. Then it better fucking make sense and it better be sickening, bitch. We better come now, out aren't there. Aren't, aren't there black people and stuff in um they're late there, you know they're not gonna do that in, in uh with the game of thrones universe aren't there aren't there negroes over there the unsullied has some negroes who else <laughs> that was about <laughs> it <laughs> unsullied has some negroes whatever land that they came from whatever land that um they sent um uh Khaleesi came from, from the desert little plain. I can't remember what the place was called, but wherever they had thrown Khaleesi and her brother initially, whatever that land was, there was some POC looking people. Some BIPOC. You know, some, you know. No, you said POC. There was some POCs, a BIPOC that, and then (laughs) then it was some black people. Like when we went to this little, they went to this little city where there's a big black man from somewhere. I don't know where he was from. But he came, he was black. So you see some people, but nobody in the mainland, there were no black people in their army, were no black people on at the bar. Yeah, no. There, no black, there were no black people. None. And then, <laughs> at the night's may I ask one more, one, may I ask one more question? Because the trifecta of like the sci-fi universe situation, mm-hmm. yes. was it, oh, we got the Lord of the Rings, 
Uh-huh. Game of Thrones, and then was it Harry Potter got a whole Harry universe Potter. too? They got blacks over there. Now they did. Oh, they had they a got couple Negroes of, over there. They, they had throw a couple in like sprinkle one yeah, or two sprinkle, okay. like you know, to be politically correct, because you know they have to do that for their, you know, what's it called when you have to be diverse? Their diversity thing for the government. They had to they, do that. Oh, they quotas. <laughs> you had to do that. <laughs> but they they were they were di- quote unquote diverse in the beginning though, because there were little black kids at Hogwarts. One okay. or two, though. It, it wasn't was a lot, but it was okay. You know, they were sprinkled, sprinkled in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and you saw them more the... as they got older. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember white folks going ham over. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, all of these. All of the, like, was like it Star? I remember. Was it Star Wars? White folks lost their yeah, mind over the black dude no over uh, Boyega. Boyega. Oh, but yes, it was the most. Yeah. 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 Just they lost their mind when like... he first came on the screen. <laughs> they yeah. did not understand, baby. Did he kiss that white girl? <laughs> they were over that. Yes, of course. They were over so, that. So in my mind, I'm like, I get it. Not I get <laughs> their racism, but I get um <laughs> I get why people are going for that the diverse shit because we're complaining we are getting some kind of economic power we are the the white folks are shifting their mind and saying some of them are shifting their mind and saying yo we can do this um we can make this more diverse we can do what we need to do to make it um better in regards of in in regards to fucking representation um we got Mm -hmm. pinocchio um Cynthia Arrivo is uh, the blue elf, the, the blue fairy. Not <laughs> what? Blue fairy. Wait, wait, is that wait, right? wait a minute. Jay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is Pinocchio the character name? <gasps> no, Pinocchio. You know the story, Pinocchio. The Pinocchio is black now. No, Pino- y'all know Pinocchio. So y'all yes, know they did a lot. The blue fairy. In in this new version that's on um, Disney uh-huh. Plus is played by Cynthia. Ah, uh, I thought you were calling Cynthia Reveal Pinocchio, so I was confused. That's how I was like, oh, no, so no, what's no. going so on with Pinocchio? On Pinocchio. So okay. I Pinocchio. <laughs> so I'm like, I know she says things around the Negroes, but <laughs> you know like, Pinocchio. Like y'all, y'all really about? get into like these older, um, like Disney movies. Like they thought that they were kind of like talking over people's head, but a lot of them have really like dark storylines. Pinocchio has Back in the day, a dark, yeah. a dark storyline, like the original it's, version. It's all this old European shit. It's all this yeah. old European shit, and they implant uh-huh. their stories in our heads. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So, not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play 
Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. I wanted to ask y'all, did, did y'all, uh, you know, because we're trans people, they always say that um, a lot of us relate to the story of Ariel. Did y'all resonate with that when y'all were younger? Yes. It wasn't like a orange. Oh, I'm, uh, I don't know what I am. I don't have a pussy or a dick. It was, <laughs> it was very like, oh, this is so kind. Like she looks sickening. She's in the ocean. Like I want to be a part of that world too, bitch. So it it wasn't given like oh I'm 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 trans, but as I got older, I was like oh that is kind like you know I'm both sexes. Like I could be like a, a seahorse type thing. I don't know in a in a inclusive type of way because we didn't we still don't have any like sickening iconic trans characters. The only only like really dope thing that I've seen for black folks really that have been kind of iconic as of lately is um, Princess and the Frog. That was sickening to me. But it would be mm. lovely to see like something like that for something iconic like that for like a black queer type of representation because they almost died for that um, queer representation in um, what's that Buzz Lightyear movie when the, the, the queer, mm. the two gay um, lesbian couple, um, they were supposed to kiss, but I think they took it out or something because people were no, thinking. No, they didn't take it out. It they just banded in. They banded in other countries. Ah, but you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It it would be dope to see that type of representation for. Oh, is that the newer one? Black yeah. people. Um, yeah, it's the new one. I re- it, it's the new one. The original um, Little Mermaid came out in '89. I was um, eight. Really? I was born that year. Yeah, you was you were in the coochie. <laughs> yeah. Well I was if if it was in no if it was before November, I was definitely still in the coochie. Yeah, was, but if it was, was after November <laughs> you was I was out, honey. <laughs> I think you came out in the summer. You, you was, was in the coochie. You was in the coochie, baby. I, I don't know why that's key to me. <laughs> um um I was nine. And I remember <laughs> I I walked over to this um I used to go to this building um this this is so strange to me but uh, there's this used to be this maintenance dude over this big ass tall building and he this was a black man doing his part to teach the young boys in the neighborhood how to be mid. And so oh, he, wow. he recruited us all. <laughs> he recruited all the young boys to come rake these motherfucking, rake this fucking parking lot of leaves. Wow. Okay. We got, we okay. got paid um, right. five, we got paid a dollar a bag. Every time we get a bag full of leaves, and they had to be super full, because you can't have full of them. He'd be, he be like, mm-mm, this ain't it. You fill it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill it up, and if you fill up, you get a dollar a bag. So by the time we was done, honey, I would get like mm, it wouldn't be a lot of bags. It'd be like ten. So we would get ten dollars each. Whoever the was doing it, um, I used to live when he would mm-hmm. get me by myself because I would do the whole fucking parking lot 
and get the whole. I'm not sorry. As many, <laughs> as many bags as I can make. And so, but in the moment, I knew that he was trying to do what a lot of the men had already been doing in my life, trying to teach you how to be a man. So not only did right. I have to come do all this fucking work, racking up leaves, I would have to sit before we got started because he thought he was trying to prophesize to be a father figure. I had to sit through this whole be a man conversation <laughs> with this motherfucker. Uh, now, I'm nine, so all right, honey, uh, uh, I'm nine, and these little boys that's nine with me, I probably done sucked all their penises <laughs> and playing with them and do awkward. We they trying to do freaky stuff to me and I'm trying to do freaky stuff to. Them. We all know what we like. Get out of here. <laughs> Scram! I know, I know right. what I know what the fuck I got going on. Get out of here. But anyway, he's trying to teach and I gotta sit there and listen to him. But I'm like, oh god, can I just get to working on these leaves, child? Because I don't want to be here all day. I could because if you have me scraping these motherfucking leaves. Before the fucking candy store closed, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me get started. But anyway, when that was done, okay. when we <laughs> right next to the building, there was these biracial kids that was in this house next to the building. They were in like this, you know, double. And so, they would come, they had a son who was kind of, I think he was like eight or whatever, but they also had a daughter. And so... When we sometimes when we would get done, we would go to over and play with them. And so we went to their house and their white mom was so fucking nice. She'd be baking cookies and cakes and shit. And she <laughs> was That's how my mom was. <laughs> she she had, would make homemade cakes for the neighborhood. Honey, and cookies and shake sugar cookies. Muffins and she was super, super, um, super nice. Just very leave it to beaver nice. That kind of that kind of stuff. And so, not leaving to be there. Come on, leaving to be there. She will put on. They had the little tape that had this plastic covering. That's why I remember it. It's this white plastic covering, the little VHS tape, and had Little Mermaid on it. And they put it. Oh, that's old school. Yeah. And they put it in, and I was enamored by. Just airy is, you know, I'm a, I've always been a musical bitch. And so the, the song, her singing and the songs, the lyrics to the songs, mm-hmm. I loved Ursula. I loved Ariel. I loved just uh, Sebastian being, remember, I want y'all to think the story just had, I just told y'all about this nigga trying to teach me how to be a fucking man. Sebastian was trying to be that figure to Ariel. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so you remember Sebastian was trying to, you know, be, you know, don't get me in trouble yeah. with your daddy. And let me tell you, you need to be a good girl and all this kind of stuff. Right, right. And he like, was her so, guardian. Exactly. He was her guardian. So he was trying to teach her how to be this. Res- no, nah, I wouldn't say respectable when I was young, but y'all know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. This, be this nice little princess. And she's trying to go and talk to the the witch lady <laughs> who is, is still her voice. And it was so relatable. And I had a little friend who was cool with me, like Flounder. And so everything about this storyline had my life in it. <laughs> what she wanted, what she was singing about, the mm. lyrics, wanting to be a part of this world, da, da, da. It just I, it absolutely related to me. So I have a, a affinity to the music of um, Little Mermaid. I have an affinity to the, um, you know, just the story. The story. 
Ursula. I, she is my favorite villain in Disney history. She is my favorite villain because I feel like I re I like Ursula. Like, I know she took her voice, but Ursula was like, she wanted the court to be better. She was like, I, back in my day, we had grand parties. And I'm just over here because... I was. I felt like I was the black sheep of my family. I felt like Ursula was a, Ursula was the black sheep of her family. She just went down the dark road. <laughs> and so there was something about Ursula being a witch and being. And I understood her. She said, um, "What she said? I admit that in the past I've been a nasty. I went kidding when I called me well a witch, but I find that nowadays you mend it all your ways. We print to see the light and made strips." And then she says. Unfortunately, I know a little magic. It's a talent that I always have possessed. And here lately, please don't laugh. I use it on behalf. The miserable, the lonely, and depressed. And she pulls up these people. You know, the fat girl that want to be skinny and beautiful, and then the scrawny little boy. And and in my mind, I was like, they came to her for help, and she helped them. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm this whole thing, I'm just, I'm relating to every character in this whole thing. And so yeah. it just was, it just was powerful to me. It just was powerful. So, but now in today's era, now to see her be black, it just deepens that for me. It just makes it like, hell yes, this is even yeah. better. <laughs> so that's why I asked y'all, do, do y'all relate? Did y'all relate to mermaids or, or something like that? Because I, I totally related to it. <laughs> I... I'm as you were talking. I, that's so dope, by the way, Diamond. I think that was beautiful. As you were talking, I I was thinking about what what did I relate to? Like, what was something that I felt like I related to? And it doesn't necessarily and I, have to be the only thing Ariel, I could think of. It could be somebody. No, else. well, I was always super feminine. So, like any like feminine. Uh, character they had, I was it. I was the pink Power Ranger bitch. I was, I, <laughs> or the yellow Power Ranger. I was always, and, and I think who I really resonated with was uh, Nala from The Lion King. I thought mm -hmm. she was so cut. She had Simba, bitch. She became the queen. What do you mean? Like, and then that whole like, I just thought that was so cute. I, I think I resonated more with Nala. Mm. Like, The Lion King was my movie. I love that movie. Gotcha. Love, 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 love. What love about you, Jay? Oh, actually, no, oh. it may not have been Nala. It could have been, it actually could have been Simba No Shade. I felt like I was abandoned and shit, I had mm. to go down and find my own way type T, but I haven't reached the Pride Lands yet. I'm still working on it, but, you know. I mean, I definitely. Me and my cousin used to watch the movie Annie over and over and over and over <laughs> because I, I think because we were both kind of, me and my, one of my closest cousins growing mm -hmm. up, we both were kind of just like or moved around a lot. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense, but just like, you yeah. know, we, there's family over here, some family there, some family here. Yeah. Some family there. So I think that's a part of it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um I do. I will say I know a couple. There's a couple uh, trans women I know, black trans women I know, who have an affinity to mermaids. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like a thing, but like, um, yeah, yeah. I love um, and I've seen a couple folks do a lot of a lot of art 
work around mermaids and stuff. Hmm. Um, but as a kid, I like you know I like Newsies. You know, Newsies was a little boy newspaper guides. You know, mm-hmm. that was cute for me. Um, but I'm trying to think any other like, you know, I, I got into the Power Rangers a little. Well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, maybe more so. Okay, you know, Ninja uh, heroes in that heroes in a half shell, Turtle Power. You know, okay. yeah, <laughs> that was my middle brother, so he was fucking. Yeah, I had a I had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle moment. Um, but I don't know about any other cartoons. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But uh, definitely when it came to Disney, I definitely was feeling newsies a little bit just because it was like a whole bunch of little young guys dancing and shit. Um, and I was, you know, kind of an artsy fartsy, not kind of, I was an artsy fartsy kid and needed to move my body. Uh, and so that definitely was uh, one of them. But I didn't really, I didn't really get to watch a lot of movies when I was a kid, unfortunately. Mm. So, you know, I saw a lot of stuff on TV. You know, we had we had we had we had scam cable, then we had real cable because <laughs> it was the eighties. <laughs> so I watched some like Fraggle Rock, you know, on HBO and the Smurfs. What about uh, Rocky know. and Bullwinkle? Oh yeah, when that came on, I, I used to watch. Uh, I used I really liked the Jetsons. Oh. I used to watch the Jetsons. <laughs> come on, the they used to come on all the time. The Justins and uh, Flintstones will come on, yeah. and even today, I'm like, like right now, I'll be like, we in the Justins, okay? <laughs> like, we, the like, we ain't that old, you know what? It kind of feel like that, but you know what resonates to me? It kind of feel like the future. You remember that movie, like Back to the Future? It is giving mm-hmm. that to me. You seeing flying mm-hmm. cars and people flying mm-hmm. on like uh, skateboards and shit. It's feeling yeah. very much so Back to the Future kind. The best part about Justin's, <laughs> I am really watching Justin's, the be, but the best part that is, is imprinted in my memory is when um, his daughter name was Judy, right? His I don't remember. Name. Wait, the mermaid? No, no, no the Justin's. His daughter name was Judy. Oh, yeah, uh, daughter Aaron Judy, Roy. Jane, his wife. Jane, yeah. okay, so when... <laughs> when Come on, you know the theme When song. Jane... When Jane, when he reaches his wallet to give Jane a dollar, and she take the whole wallet of money instead of the one dollar. Okay. <laughs> that da, part da, is da, my da, shit. Da, okay. <laughs> yeah. He reaches yeah. his wallet and try to give her a yeah. dollar, and Jane take the whole wallet. That's my signature. That is me. That's the yeah. part of the only gesture that I remember. Because <laughs> I never. You know, I will. I will. I will say this: being a little like queer, trans boy, trans masculine being person, you know, it was very, very interesting. It just was, you know, even just with relating to stuff uh, from like somewhat of a queer boy perspective, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but being trans was nuts. And I think that wait, complicates but you that. like you knew that at a young age that you were trans, like you could verbal, like you understood. That I didn't know, I didn't know what trans was, but it was very oh. clear. It was, I, cause I think I mentioned before, like my shit was hyper, 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 hyper policed. Even yeah, by the time yeah. I got to like K5, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. I wasn't even in first grade. It was, and it was just, it was very, 
by by my mom. Everybody else was really relaxed about it because it was very clear that I was doing whatever I was doing to be comfortable when I was a child. But it was very high. I was very hyper police. So like that's why I was saying even to the point where I couldn't watch wrestling if she was around. Mm-hmm. I couldn't watch anything that she thought was like boyish because it was very clear, even at that age, that that was what was the most comfortable for me. She um, wanted you to be so, hyper feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I so a lot of things were like, a lot of my childhood was very policed. Did you mm-hmm. see like? like boys as you were younger being treated different than you like having more access hell yeah i was a, i'm that, a black girl that grew up in church as a as a queer child like how did that make you feel like um like seeing that did you feel like because i know mm-hmm. like sometimes i remember when i was younger and even as an adult now whenever a girl child or adolescent is being corrected in her femininity. Some of uh, the um, correction is in protection. Did you ever feel that way? I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, it would be, it would, I mean, that would be the supposed reason a lot yeah. of the time. Um, but not, but, not you watching things. How's that protecting you? Like, I'm talking about like, oh, because, oh, because, because it was one, it was something I liked. I told you it was a little power control dynamics going on. But two, it was because those were so- things associated with boys, things associated with tomboys, things associated with men, things not associated with being anything that was not associated with being, quote unquote, being a lady. From like my earliest memory <laughs> and then for a very, very long time until I transitioned, mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, I was uh, I was uh, harassed. <laughs> Did you like okay, was there a, was there a point where you like um and and, and let me know if I'm crying. No, was there a point, point where you like because after a while you start to believe like this lady well I'm not saying you but I would I would think that you would start to like go with the conditioning of it. Did you um go with the flow and then like start to police other girls around you or were you aware of being police and were you trying to rebel? I was never trying to rebel. I wasn't necessarily aware that I was, like I said, uh, the, the policing was because I was around a lot of different people, um, and raised in like, kind of like two households, basically the, the people I was around the majority of the time did not really care. Right. They were very flexible my mom, Mary, my brothers, my older brothers and sisters and everybody. So they didn't really care. Um, it, you know, that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it was just an issue uh, with my mom, really, honestly. It wasn't an issue oh. with like everybody else. But because as my mom, you know, as time as I got older, you hit puberty. It be, it, 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 it was more, uh, more, uh, it became more intense, right? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm at soccer camp before I hit puberty and I'm like, I want to be on the skin side. And they're like, no, you're going to have to wear a shirt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I'm like, but at that point, we all look the same up top. So, you know, it didn't really register. There was not necessarily a rebellion, but I, it was very clear, like, oh, I'm kind of attracted to dudes, but I am not a girl. You know what I mean? Like those things were very, uh, very present. And then I tried to be a religion. I tried to be a lesbian. <laughs> The natural expression of your gender and uh, a 
um, I, w- I don't want to say sexuality, but tr- um, your expression or your your gender and um, attraction or or however you um, were experiencing was fluid. Like it was something that was natural. It wasn't something that you you done in rebellion. It just kind of happened as you were. Yeah, you were I mean, it was it that was fluid. Sense. I mean, I think growing up without I don't know if you agree with this diamond in terms of the era that we grew up in, kind of like. Gen X flash, you know, on the cusp in between uh, at that shit. You, oh, 2000, I'm 2001. Shit was just roles you played. So, like, you know, I went to church, I wore what I had to wear to go to church, and then I was me outside of that. It was like places That's had true. roles. That's Different true. spaces have things to do. I'm in this space and I have to do this thing, and I'm just kind of going through the motions of it. Until to be able to I'm out of here. Be in that space. Yeah. You know, that's kind of mm-hmm. how I looked at it growing up was like, I got to do what I got to do. And then one day I will leave and figure out the rest of this. But I also, you know, um, you know, I came out kind of young. You know, I came out I was like 15 years old. So you were, you were conscious. In the streets, kind of okay. on the low. That's but tough. anyway, but yeah, I just kind of did what I, I did what I did. I did. I never, I don't even think I really understood being trans. I just was like, I want to be comfortable. Yeah. And I was very uncomfortable and would like be, but I, but I also like was forced to wear very feminine women's clothes to the point where like even after i left the house i had like a set of clothes that i would wear to come home Mm. to interact with you know my mom and then after that i would go get in my car or go somewhere else and change clothes Um, yeah sounds like a lot of us yeah yeah exactly so it was a lot of that until i transitioned between seven and twelve my queerness was in my head. It was not out. It was mm-hmm. all in mm-hmm. my head because I couldn't, I didn't know anything about being out or being, right. um, I did. I was too, I, I hate to say too young for something because then everybody's like, you're too young for a lot of stuff you said you was doing at that time. But <laughs> it, it, I learned early on that what is happening in my head, I have to hide it. <laughs> like like because people are going people are my queerness people are responding to it negatively so how do True. i navigate the world between the ages of six and 12 not knowing about transness yet not going through puberty my puberty was happening between this time but it just you know puberty doesn't just be like bam it's on it's you know that your body slowly starts to introduce testosterone just you know that's what it is and so between between six and twelve that would that those six years in my brain i was like oh well i have to hide this i have to hide it i have to you know i can't talk because it, it usually was my voice usually if I said something, that's what people would be like, oh, you sound like a faggot, or you sound like a girl, or you, you know. Mm-hmm. That clocky. They'd be like be that voice. real so, quick with AMAP people. So I would just, I would just kind of be unnaturally quiet, and I would, um, but mm-hmm. in my brain, I was, I knew that I liked boys. I knew that, mm-hmm. I knew that I liked boys, and then I knew that I wanted to express myself like the girls got to do because while I did see girls get more policed in regards to how they act and what they can do, da da da, da 
it felt like how they got to sp express themselves, there was more options. So, for example, yes, they were more police and nitpicky, but they got to wear pants and shorts and skirts and pretty colors. Right. Where the boys, they just wore pants and fucking brown, navy, and fucking black or some. It just wasn't. Maybe yeah. they didn't get policed enough. They they got didn't get policed less. They got policed <laughs> less. They have they seem like they have more freedom, but they but the girls just have more options. It seemed like yes, people are telling them you can't do this, can't da 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 da. But they got to do everything. Like all the girls that I grew up around got to do the boy stuff without getting in trouble and play with their mm. dolls and play with the hair and get dressed up. But some of the girls in my in in my neighborhood. They couldn't they couldn't run around with us when they had on their dresses, but they could put on some when once once they got out of church or got out of school, they could take them dresses <laughs> off and come out in their shorts. They cut off shorts with the fucking um little straggly little threads hanging down. You play clothes. They, play they clothes. Yeah, you play clothes. Yeah, and be out with us doing what well, we was doing. I think I think I think to your point, Diamond, is is why I it was not very um I didn't really think about it because everything had a had a role you play clothes also class is a big factor for coming out of a working class working poor family regardless of race gender shift for women is way more flexible because jobs require you to be more flexible around what women wear yeah. right and so um Back. women wearing pants or working at a factory or in looking industrial, like you see straight women doing that all the time. That's not a big deal. Plenty of straight women, pretty straight women, aunties, super straight, look super gay, pretty normal. So I think in a class is a big factor in that. And so I think because of that, I didn't really think about, you know, when, when, when I was getting hemmed up about what the fuck I was wearing to school, in 1997 and 1998 meanwhile my mom taught high school it's 1997 1998 and the straight girls are look like niggas off the street but you hemming me up <laughs> you know what i'm saying right, like, it was a that was, yeah it was a you know what i mean yeah, but i'm getting hemmed up not wearing none of that you know what i'm saying i'm getting hemmed up and being the told on overall. earrings and necklace and makeup and all this other kind of stuff but um but yeah so i think that's a part of why it just was like I, you know, I don't know what's going on because by six, I've already got got caught in bed with the neighbor girl naked at four. My mom was like, "Don't ever do this again. Whoop your ass." We already checked that check. I had got I caught got trying to stand up. I got that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got it real. Yeah, me too. And then I got caught. I caught 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 trying to pee standing up. I never got up. caught. Right, I got caught trying Woo! to pee standing up. I got in trouble Daddy! for that. I got caught trying to shave my little eyebrow. I still got the little thing on my eyebrow divot from that. Got in trouble. Why you do that? Because Dan shaved. Got in trouble for that. All that shit, to your point, too, Diamond, again, about no, like you knowing your head. Like these are, these are bad things. So by the time I'm six, five, six years old, I already know this shit is bad. You know? But when we play house, I want to be the brother. I want to yep. be the dad. I know right? when I can be free. Mm -hmm. yeah, I know exactly. when I spend the night over here, he gonna play a little bit. So ooh, I'm gonna come over here and we can do. I can be the girl, he can be the boy. I know that there are going to be places and moments when I can be free, and and yeah, you know, and I know that the boys in my vicinity 
are going to respond to my femininity. They're going to respond to it. Mm. Wasn't that a beautiful feeling then, Diamond? At the, at the, like, yes. It didn't change feeling, until we got older and they learned it, about yeah, it homosexuality. Didn't but when we were younger, they would always mm. positively interact with my femininity. But, but wasn't that huh. beautiful, Diamond, like to, to be able to like express yourself without like feeling like you were going to get bored the fuck out and they could express themselves and it didn't always have to be a sexual way. Yeah. It, it mm. was like, oh, you're just it, different. Yeah. Yeah. Was, and then until you got older and you're older, the people around you conditioned you and you start to see, oh, well, I can't play with such and such the way I, that's bad. People are telling me that's wrong and I can't, I can't stand this way. I can't walk this way. I can't talk this way. I can't. Mm. I can't do shit, feminine, or mm -hmm. I'm gonna get wore the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because yeah. I, everybody mm. know that I'm feminine, everybody gonna be hypercritical of every fucking thing I do. And it's almost like yeah. the adults in your in first when you were younger, it's the adults that are policing you. But it's almost like over time they recruit your peers to police you. Like over time, they have yep. taught the peers to say, oh, no, you can't. Now you're acting like a fag. You, why are you acting like a girl? Why are you doing that? Because it wasn't mm. until I got into like third, fourth grade that it started to be bad. Like if it started to be like, oh, everybody is clocking and everybody is saying something. They going, they literally are snitching on me for doing certain things that were too feminine or too whatever they're trying to police. They did. It, it felt like at first the kids around the kids, I had the freedom, but then over time, I just got less and less free. Hmm. Because they, they, have, they have recruited the kids. They recruited the, now the kids are telling me are policing my queerness instead of it just being. Okay. Right. Right. And, and I not only I, just the kids, Diamond, like other adults. Like no, that's everywhere. what I'm saying. It was adults at first, always adults, whether it be my, the men around, whether it be my um, uncles, whether it be my mom sometimes, she wasn't as harsh with it, but the it, it was always just adults when I, like from shit, three to fucking six, it was just mm. adults. It was just adults. Like it was always men and sometimes women um, kind of saying, you need to do this, you need to do, 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 do about my queerness. But once I got to like, uh, Six, six to nine, it started to shift because they started to use the language of homophobia, but I don't think they knew what yeah. they meant. They would start calling me faggots, but I don't even think they knew what it meant, but they would start calling it me They did Because they were calling other boys faggots too. Yeah. It was, it, they started it, to use the language, but not know what it is. And then once we get to nine, like once I got to nine, nine to fucking high school well not shit nine until the rest of my life <laughs> my peers started to be the negative they started to be the ones who were doing the wrong and doing the harm and policing and it almost the adults started to almost be a little bit nicer because they almost I like see. they not they all felt of them like but it had to be they understand um, it well sometimes they understood it Sometimes they understood it, but then I also felt like they had a role. 
like be politically correct. Yes. They had a role and some to play. Some of them was to, like that. Yes. Yeah, they had a role to play. Because you could, there were times where you knew that this teacher or this person would be okay with this person bashing me yeah. or talking to me that kind of way. Mm. But they all, you also knew that they knew they would, they would get in trouble if they didn't say nothing. So they would reluctantly do stuff. But but in the same way, kind of not to protect you, it would just be like slap on the face type of thing. Don't, yeah, don't do that again. And kind of like shade you in a in a, a politically correct way with just different ways that they go about it. Facts. And you see the difference on how they treat everyone else. Facts. Definitely. Wow. Definitely saw that. Yeah, that I I was gonna say like I can't imagine the level of hostility that feminine assigned male at birth people experience that kind of that level of hostility like Ooh. i have peers who were like gay and like their whole life they've been like my whole life i've been told i was gay and got teased for it beat up for it dealt this bullshit for it i don't i don't definitely don't have that experience you know what i mean and i i know a lot of uh assign female at birth people who are queer and or trans and masculine and have not had necessarily the the, the shit manifests very differently it's not it's not this it's very vocal hostile yeah 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 like i just like you know um the constant teasing and things like that like yeah i can't i can't even imagine the um, lack of protection yeah i can't i can't imagine that i mean you know, I had my my share of shit, but it definitely was more. Uh, I will say, as I got older, it became more of a thing, but it, it definitely was more subtle. It definitely was more on the low. It it wasn't physical. It wasn't. Um, I mean, I think I actually, I think I almost had a physical situation. Um, well, let me back on up. I have had some physical situations, but. Um, where I'm not no dyke kind of thing, you know, that kind of thing, or it's like, yeah, okay, girl, I wasn't looking anywhere near your direction today at all. I think you need to go think about that for yourself uh, (laughs) since you're so mad. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, that's, that's, that's wild. We had a twirl, baby. (laughs) No, no, uh, said this before but i when i was in middle school i was not middle school elementary me and my sister used to get um chased home by a group of boys like literally because we would walk home from school from the country so we would walk home from school and everybody else would and we we used to sometimes we used to get chased home not all the way home but like blocks where it became a thing until middle school until we started twirling we started we started fighting and like, bitch, you're not gonna chase me all the way home. It's fucking hot outside. It's in Texas. Bitch, you got me fucking. We, we about to get this one because y'all ain't finna do this the whole year. Oh well, who who I gotta beat up? Okay, so you older kids want to get him beat up? That's fine. Oh, you feel like you got something to prove to him? Oh, you really don't want to fight me, but you wanna you wanna prove something to him? I'm about to wear you out. <laughs> that way, y'all ain't gonna bother me no more, and y'all gonna know about mm. that gay that gay faggot ass. Nigga, that that be fighting, yet it's me. Me, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yo. Uh, I want to 
show you a quick picture because it was like the the middle like so this is uh i don't know if it's coming up properly so this is me in middle school mm-hmm. oh, so wow. I, that's like an army fatigue i think i wear like a skirt and some boots and some <laughs> army so it's like it, you know like not having the language and i think going to an art school gave me a cover going to an arts middle school high school gave me a cover because middle school all i could say was oh you know it's arts it's the arts it's the, it's the, <laughs> you know what i'm saying i couldn't say that shit no more in high school once my dumb ass told you know came out quote unquote but the cover for a long time could just be the arts and even if i like when i tried it was like that's a dude you know <laughs> like that's not like like you can do it I can do some good drag, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, look at this. Yeah, like, I can't really see. This is one of the boys. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, exactly. exactly. You, you got the shoes on? I'm the tall well, person. I mean, they all got our shoes right <laughs> <laughs> But you know what you I'm saying? Big, like, you are the bigger kid, right? Yeah, I'm the, I'm, I'm the, bigger, I'm the bigger kid. I don't know if you I can barely too much see very good. Oh, that was a cute picture. Yeah, it's the last time before I cut my hair. Prom? I had to, <laughs> I had to do that. And then after girl. I did that, that after I did that, I was able to cut this hair off. The swoop coming right here with the um, spiral curl. Very 90s. The... <laughs> yes. Listen, you know, the thing, now I, I did uh, the theme at you the prom, like that, that era, you know, all my <laughs> life, okay? KC JoJo, that era, that's... Ooh. That's that time, good old. <laughs> Get you a little Drew Hill, you know. You had you had the monitor. I don't I don't want to take nothing personal heels on. Okay, but and, and I will say that that is my hair. That was all of my hair. The wrap, <laughs> the soup, and everything. That period. ain't gotta be and proud I, of the long hair. <laughs> okay, and then I promptly cut that shit off and transition into the black lesbian texturizer. You know what I'm saying? For a little bit. Not quite, not a jerry curl, not a curl, not an S curl, but texturizer. For, for, for a number of years. Because it was cute. It worked for me. You know what I'm saying? It was a nice little uh, stalemate, you know, uh, with, with my moms. You know, I was like, let me, you know, I'll, I'll do this thing. And I'm cutting this shit off. <laughs> cutting it off, okay? Okay, and I worked and I did my little, you know. It's tough. Da, 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 you know. Are we vlogging? <laughs> we doing We're something. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me, give me euphoria. More than peace of mind. It's the joy in space to change the tide. Give me, give me, give me euphoria. More than peace of mind. Tell yeah. me what has been bringing y'all <laughs> <laughs> euphoria oh, yeah. this week. <laughs> Can I go first? I got this. Uh, yes. this I got this uh, coloring book that came in. Have y'all heard of this or seen this? To what be young, this? gifted. It says to be young, gifted, queer, and black. Positive affirmations for queer youth. It's a coloring book. Oh, it's, that's uh, cute. 
You know they call you know people make tons of money off of creating those. Like those are called low content books. Like it oh. stuff like journals, coloring books or planners, shit like that. People make tons of money doing that kind of stuff. Here we go. No uh, shame. is safe. Yeah, and it's uh this is by uh Antoine McKenzie Pletz, aka Twan the Counselor. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's and, and it's cute. It's uh to be young, gifted, queer, and black. You know, I'm writing out this young because I got like a month and a little change before I turn forty, so you know, I'm getting my young in. I didn't say it's old. I didn't say it was old. All I said was that I'm gonna get everybody my young in. Why everybody want to be old? Why everybody want to be old? I don't. I didn't say I want to be old or young. All I said was I, I'm gonna I get my get my young in before I oh, turn forty. You life? know, you know, because because you know, I think even you know, once I surpassed young voter, I was like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what demographic are you in? It's like, oh shit. But, <laughs> but yeah, I've been getting my life. It's been bringing me euphoria, black, queer, and trans coloring book with positive affirmations. You know, it's been hitting the spot on some euphoria. I think it's great that it exists. Um, thanks for the idea, Diamond. You're like, you know, you can make a lot of money if you make some. <laughs> If you can create stuff like that, and there's a whole you know, hey, on YouTube about it. Really? I looked into it. I was like, ooh, when I lost my job about three years ago, I was like, ooh, what shit? What can I do to make some money? And I found that I was huh. like, oh, motherfuckers is making money selling coloring books and low content. It's called low content books on on like, and it they, they, basically it's just a design that mm. you just can have affirmations it's so easy to do so if you're in if you're into that type of creation it's something that you can make money doing. yeah what about you Mary? that's a good idea yeah yeah no that it's that's real nice um that's yeah funny. yeah if you're like um, artistic type of person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get the stress out i was just i was just thinking too like uh earl in our earlier topic just butch queen baby that that was my girl like i was like a little butch queen kid Basically, you know, I could, could do, you know, I could give you this, give you that, you know. <laughs> oh, what's funny? Yes. Um, getting back into swing of things, I think I talked about recently overcoming depression. Like, I guess I, I, um, I've been, I've struggled with the, um, uh, depression for years. So I overcame one of my episodes not too long ago, and now I'm back in the proof of everything. So. Um, been exercising, just doing myself here, just staying on top and trying not to pivot. Um, I think that is the, um, the hardest part about, um, all of it, um, is knowing when, um, you're returning back to old habits mm -hmm. and, to catch yourself so that you're not um, stagnant, so that I'm not stagnant, excuse me, specifically. So accomplishing goals, setting goals, just trying to be pro productive. That's been my euphoria. Actually like competing with myself. Like what can I do? What What did I do yesterday um, that I didn't accomplish today? What can I, what can I do ahead of time in order to be better the next time? We know that we're not promised on this earth 
God, God can take us in time. But I think that if you stand on faith, you walk in, you walk in it, you'll be fine. Mm. And I feel good. Mm. So y'all know I'm on this little fitness journey, and okay, it has, it has yeah. been going good. Um, slowly but surely, feeling stronger. Um, still going down in weight. Just you know, being my goal was is wasn't to watch the um, the scale. Really, just be more um, active and hit the gym, and you know, be stronger. So that's what I've been doing. But, honey, you know you need your little treats. You need your little, uh, honey, your, little, your cheats. <laughs> yeah, your cheats. yeah, yeah. Honey, yeah, I need my little yeah. cheats because I can't be doing motherfucking um, eating the same shit all the time. <laughs> 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 that get, that send me spiraling to depression. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me tell you this. So, I haven't been really... Um, doing a lot of sugar, haven't mm-hmm. been doing a lot of dairy. Okay. You know, I'm not totally cutting okay. everything out, but it's just I'm really drastically cutting down on sugar, drastically cutting down on, like, flour, um, um, just different things. Not necessarily being keto, vegan, none of that. It's just just cutting down on things that I know, um, you know, just don't digest as well as yeah. others. Yeah. Anyway, but I have my cheats, and this it's my motherfucking cheat. <laughs> <laughs> so Walmart has these Little Debbie flavored ice cream. So y'all know Little Debbie has tons of like snack cakes. Yeah. So Little yes. Debbie, zebra cakes, nutty buddy bars, um, um, strawberry shortcake, little swirls with the little swirls. So they have a set of ice creams that's in the flavors of Little Debbie snack cakes. So, Ooh. boom. Nutty bar ice cream. Nutty ice cream. Nutty bar right. ice cream. Baby, when that's I tell you this tastes so good? fucking good, when I tell you this tastes <laughs> so good, wow. I said, oh. <laughs> Why would they do this when I'm trying to be on a fitness journey? Listen. <laughs> Why would they do this? So, how, what's, what's so, it, how do they have it set up? What is it? Uh, vanilla with the flakes or like, I mean, the pieces or what? With the pieces of whatever the thing is. Whatever yeah. the thing. Yeah, so I got wafer two. and all that. It's three yeah. that I wanted to try. So I wanted to do the Nutty Buddy Bar. I wanted to do the um, Zebra Cakes. And I wanted to do the Strawberry Shortcake. And so, because you know the strawberry rolls, they had the swirl with the yeah, cream yeah. inside. It's that. So that's going all through the ice cream. So that's the one that I haven't tried yet because they were out. So you know that motherfucking bangs if they were sold out. Oh, instead yeah. of the other one. That's the first one I thought of. Yes, I want that one. But did I you try the Did so. you try the zebra cake? Yes, I tried the zebra cake and I tried the nutty bar, and both of the motherfuckers was bangers. They was young <laughs> okay. motherfucking me. And so <laughs> I, had, I had the nutty bar <laughs> this week, last week, because I, 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 I told myself I am not going to eat both of these <laughs> in the same week. And so I, I did this one and I did that one. And I was like, okay, cool. But I, my weight didn't go up. So I was like, okay, I must have spread it out enough. And so, um, yeah. so it was really, really fucking good. So 
that was my euphoria be able to crack something. <laughs> I didn't even think I wanted some motherfucking little Debbie snack cake ice cream. And whoever thought of this was fucking genius because this is amazing. And that's what has been <laughs> euphoria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amongst <laughs> all the good food I've been eating, that's my junk was. food treat. It was good. <laughs> All right, y'all. Come on. <laughs> so y'all let us know what y'all, what has been giving y'all euphoria. And thank y'all for listening. Oh, before we go, I have some amazing news. We hit a million all around listens. What? We hit wow. a million. All, like, all, for all the time we've been out. Um, a million wow. listens, ah! and wow. one of the goals when I first started my display was to hit, a to hit a million, and we literally Come on, did, Diamond. Did, did oh, I wish I could give you a hug. Wow, we hit a million wow. listens. So I am wow. so excited. I want to thank everybody, wow. my co-hosts, even Z. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. Because he started in the beginning. Everybody yeah. at who absolutely part of it, anybody who has been listening, anybody who has shared us with their platforms, anybody who yeah. has been a guest on their platforms, wow. uh, anybody that has brought attention to us to bring somebody to listen to us, the fact that we have been in a million people's ears that's great to us uh, over these years, and of course we got um, our anniversary coming up next month. And so I feel like uh, it's just so amazing. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. I didn't think, you know, because we're a little small podcast or whatever, I thought it would take forever to get to a million. But, you know, this went exactly kind of, not exactly as planned, but I said, you know, I wanted to reach five years and I wanted a million. And anything after that would be great. And so, yeah, that's fucking dope. That's fucking dope. That's Dope as fuck. Yes, Congratulations, beautiful. everybody. Congratulations. So thank everybody. Like, oh, we, yes. we appreciate it so much. Like we have committed a lot to Marsha's play. I, I well I can I, I, I feel like I can speak for all of us. And um God, it just it's amazing. So thank you. Diamond especially, like Diamond has been the blood and the sweat and the tears of the podcast. <laughs> the baby. She definitely deserves it. Whatever and accolades come with it, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And and if we when we look at our numbers, um, LJ, not you know, of course Z you you Z um when you first came, Z left. When we look at our numbers, when you came our numbers, for whatever reason, just skyrocketed. Word. Oh wow! It okay. Just, just, awesome. We went from we went from doing um, that was you came in December. By the time we hit January, we went from doing like um, twenty thousand a month to like forty thousand a month. So wow! wow. It, it was so wow. good. Come on, LJ. That half, awesome. Thank y'all. That half of what we did in the year. Like whatever last year's numbers were, we doubled that this year. Wow! So like we got wow. over two, like we got over three hundred thousand this in this one year, and so the other wow. the other years okay. was like, you know, 
150 150k one i think at 160k and then this year we well over 300 i think we like a, a 311 wow. 311k in this one year and so wow just, your your contribution wow. has been amazing and thank you i want to thank you for just being dedicated mia you've been here Definitely. since the beginning <laughs> from you know before we even started so just you yeah you know, thank y'all for you this bring, opportunity to join y'all yeah, yeah what you bring mia you being so silly you know you you, you just you bringing the comic to me you bring like the comic side because <laughs> i can be a serious bitch i can be the serious bitch all the time so you bring <laughs> you know the, the, the you know the yes. more carefree comedy side of 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 the show being silly and you know saying funny ass shit and it just Thank has you, been such and i'm just i'm so so glad um to be on this journey wow. with y'all and i hope we continue i love i love putting our voices out there and i know with we're, we're like the little podcast that could when it comes to trans stuff or whatever but we've been out here before all you other bitches <laughs> And, you, know, and, you know, doing it, breaking ground. And so we're doing our thing. And, you know, we just want to thank everybody. And we will see y'all next week. Yeah, thank you all. Bye, y'all. <laughs> remember to register to vote. <laughs> register to vote. And just in case you forgot, go down in the info box and fill out the Black Census Projects survey. You ain't got nothing to do. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and fill it out. You got two, three, four, five minutes to be on fast. You can do it. Go ahead. It's in the it's in the inbox. We're gonna post a link on our Twitter and we're gonna have it on our Facebook. In our bio on Instagram, wherever. Easy for you. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right.